We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Daymore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. Coming at you July 9th here at Las Vegas Summer League. I'm joined by Mark Laurie. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I heard you just, yeah, you just came from basketball practice. I did. What was that like? I love it. Um, Something, you know, I I play a lot of sports growing up, huge basketball fan, but never played basketball. I guess it was the the height issue. But, um, you know, got into it you know, after bought the Timberwolves, really felt like, you know, it's a great time to take it up. So been tracking your work on Instagram. Yeah, been doing it. Loving it. Loving the, the jumper. It. The jumper's coming around. It's coming around. <laughs> Today was a little, little tough day. But <laughs> he put you to work. Who's your trainer? Um, it, Phil Beckner okay. uh, was, was the, uh, you know, the main guy. And then Sam Freyer, uh, he's, he's good at coaching me now, worked for Phil. So, okay. Yeah. You had, a, you had an audience watching you today. That's true. <laughs> you heard about that? I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, I was like shooting them, knocking them down when they were playing. Yeah. And then they all moved to the bench and they're all sitting there watching. And then, it, and then it just was, it was just bad. It was bad. It was really bad. Uh, we got to give you an audience. You got to get used to, to We got to get you in the celebrity all-star game. Next I know. Year. I, first of all, I have to play a game first. There you it's, go. All, it's, all, it's all shooting and dribbling. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, all right. Well, the obvious, the first you know, big Timberwolves thing to to get to is you yeah. guys made a pretty big we acquisition did. last week. We did. I'm sure that ton went into that. What was what sort of role do you play when when that's going down? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Alex and I and, and Glenn and Tim and stuff talked about it, and uh, we felt like this is the right time to get aggressive. It's not that often that you get a chance um, to bring in a player of of Rudy's caliber, you know, without having to give up your stars. Yeah, and that was too good of a you know opportunity to turn down. We had a great year last year. You know, Ant and Jaden are sort of coming in their own. They're going to be in their third year now. And, and uh, Kat's just coming into his prime. We felt like it was a really good time to to be aggressive. Yeah, it seems like that's a real, like, key tenet of just, like, your life philosophy. And the success you've had, you know, professionally is is leaning into that aggression. Why why is that the right the right move in business and in, in basketball, do you think? To take, well, I think it's, you got to take its calculated risk. Right. So... Um, you're looking at sort of the the probability. I like low probability of a big outcome mm. with really high expected value, sure. right? Like you, you don't want to take risk when if you played that game a hundred times over, right. it wouldn't work out. You want to take you know 
high risk opportunities that have a high expected value, right? And I think, you know, just given he's got years left in this contract, um, it's the right time. He's locked up. He's locked up. I mean, he, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. I mean, the Utah Jazz was the most winning team in the West the last four years. That's right. in large part due to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, just ridiculous. All I think defense is, is undervalued some too as well. So it I think a, it is a funny thing with, with him. Right. And I think it is a product of the way that the NBA has evolved recently and a little bit, you know, going a little bit smaller. I feel like that sort of undervalues the center and then defense is just kind of hard to quantify, right. Yep. Of how to, how to effectively measure that. And it feels like Rudy, it, well, he gets a, a ton of, respect three-time defensive player of the year but it feels like there's confusion in in like the nba market of how exactly to you know value him and i mean in my experience you're talking to smart people like analytics people it's like no brainer like look at the impact that this type of player his impact winning is there's no no question it's been incredible Mm -hmm. um and um you know, I think we'll, we'll, we'll surprise some people this year. Yeah. I really yeah. do. I mean, 71% from the field. Yeah. Ridiculous. He had a career best, I think, 14.7 rebounds last year, a couple blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes people better. I think that's the hard thing to value. And that's why analytics really comes into play. You could just look at the box score stats. That doesn't yeah. tell the story. He's going to make people better. Cat's going to be better. Dilo will be better. He's, you know, everyone on the team's going to be better when he's out on the floor. And that's what really excites me and right. excites us. And so, how is how is that process for you of like I mean, really integrating yourself in basketball and like understanding these things? Like I've heard that you know you you know have a finance background, statistical background, in that sort of way. Like, what has it been like to apply that to a totally different like avenue? Yeah, it's. I mean, honestly, like being a stats guy and stuff, it's fun, and right. I'll, I'll know some stats and stuff. But at the end of the day, like. It's not me making the decisions. It is, you know, Alex and I and Glenn, you know, basically um, hiring the best people and empowering them to make the decision, right? right? And building that trust and having a set of values to, to live by and building the culture. That's really where I think we could add value is, is on the culture side and bringing in great people. But at the end of the day, if you're bringing great people, you got to let them right. do their thing. And so, um, you know, this is something that, that Tim... You know, recommended like yeah mm-hmm. tim recommended and you know we uh we have a lot of a lot of faith and trust in tim he recommended it and that's all we really needed to hear yeah. i mean we can of course think ourselves you know like a basketball fan yeah. about the stats and how it would fit and things but i think you know the arguments were sound um and yeah we're really excited i think the uh the Twin City Towers <laughs> that's what we're calling it that's going to stick um, with, with the Tim point, like it does, I've just learned how important to him is the idea of character. And I mean, that's what that was, he said repeatedly with the draft. And now as you start to acquire players in free agency of how important that is to him and, you know, to put a group of people together, not necessarily just players. Did you get that sense that that's what he was about when you were interviewing him for that job? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what did that look like? No, I mean, we talk to a lot of people mm-hmm. and start hearing the same thing from a lot of people. You know, when you get to that level, there's usually people saying good things and people saying bad things about you. Pretty much universally, people were saying good things about Tim. And a lot of it was focused on character. I look at that a lot. Sure. I think character and the values are most important. You can work around everything else. You can't really work around, you know, people that are going to be a negative impact on the culture. And right. we felt like he would be a perfect fit. 
for the culture we want to build. And, um, you know, just hiring, um, you know, we knew he would hire great people that were a mm-hmm. good cultural fit and, and would get the best out of the people that we had there already. We have some great people in the organization. Um, and it's so far, it's still early, but it's starting to play out. Right. It is interesting, you know, just, just from where I sit of like how much has changed since was the, the, I think the Tim's press conference was you know, June 1st, right? We're, we're sitting here on July 9th. Right. And you hire a new president of basketball operations. That's obviously a massive move. You make this Rudy trade. But also, I feel like the, the Carl element of the extension has yeah. kind of been, you know, overshadowed by just all of this other change that's going on. And I mean, for, for years now, the past few years, you know, this was, is Carl going to be able to get that contract extension? Will it, you know, will it happen? And then so much of kind of like the tumult that's been going around the team in those, those couple of years, I think that was an open question. And then it felt like something that just, you know, just kind of happened quietly. And it's just like <laughs> everyone, I'm like, okay, yeah, they got Rudy Gobert, but they also got Carl Anthony Towns right. for four more, four more years on top of two years. Like this is a, this is a pretty, pretty big deal. Obviously I know Carl's someone you've gotten to, to know well. Um, I think he checks those personality boxes Absolutely, as, as yeah. well there. What, what has it been like to get to know him and, to make this really significant commitment to him. No, I really enjoy getting to him. And I think you said it there. It's, it comes down to values. He's a great guy. Um, and it was an absolute no brainer. Uh, yeah. I know it's a lot of money and people can say that, but it was an absolute no brainer as far as, as far as we're concerned. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he's going to be around for the next six years. He is our franchise player. Um, and it's been great getting to know him. I think, uh, he's such I mean, a fascinating how, dude. I mean, just incredible. I mean, it's, it's going to be incredible to see how, how, what coach Finch, uh, who I, think is is going to figure this out but how rudy and, and carl are going to be on the floor at the same time but i mean you've got a big man shooting he shot 41 percent from three last year and almost 40 percent career three-point shooter that's ridiculous it is it's insane and this is going to give him a chance to you know shoot more oh, yes yeah, um, the volume is going to go back up the other thing i think is like we can help you know rudy can help keep carl out of foul trouble you know he's mm-hmm. going to have more minutes on on the court this year i think carl's going to be better than he's ever been um, I know he's excited about it. I've talked to him. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's excited and fired up. I think we're going to surprise some people. I, I really do. Yeah, it's going to be. What, what has it been like for you? I, I mean, I don't know how much you, how much you do the like. Do I put my blinders on and like headphones on and not hear the noise? Like, what is it like to make a massive move? Whether it's the Tim hiring, or or the the, the Carl contract extension, or the the Rudy trade, like. What is it like to be like, okay, I'm the one in the room talking to all these smart people. Yeah. We've made this decision through our process that we think is right. And then you have some people who are like, yeah, that, that checks out. And then you have the other side who's like, oh, there's too many picks or it's too much money or this and that. What is, I've always been curious from the, whether it's the executive side or the ownership side, like, what do you do with the noise? Yeah, you, you block it out. Yeah. I, mean, I do that in my own entrepreneurial businesses and things. I don't read the press, stuff like that. Um, people Don't say listen to podcasts. People say things. <laughs> yours. I'll, I'll listen. There you go. Yeah. Um, people say things on both sides, and there's all kinds of arguments and things. You have to just, you know, have a clear vision because not every decision is right mm-hmm. um, in every circumstance. You know, um, it's right for us at this time, given the vision that we've got, given you know where the players on our team currently are in their career trajectory. Right. Like, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I think, um, you know. All things considered, it was a very smart decision. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's all about getting the inputs right. We don't know what's going what's gonna to happen in mm-hmm. terms of, in terms of uh, like you said, it's the expected value. Yeah, it's the expected value. I would mm-hmm. do this, you know, 
mm-hmm. every time. Make the same decision, same time over and over, and I think it would work out over the long term for sure. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. So you're two. Now, I'm assuming your one was a lot and learning and experiencing it all. Like, do you still feel like you're in the like new phase of it or you're like, okay, now I'm off to high school. Like, you know, know, it's it's still great school. Sure. (laughs) I know uh, someone asked once, you know, how's it feel to be thrown into the deep end of the pool? And, you know, honestly, like with Glenn still being the the control owner for the next, we got another, you know, year and a half here. Like we're in the shallow end, me and Alex, and we're just learning. And and Glenn is is sort of there um, to to educate us, to teach us. Yeah, and and it's been great. Right. Um, it's it's worked out really well. And now with Tim on board, just already in, in six weeks, I've learned a ton from Tim. Mm-hmm. So you know, we love just absorbing the information and just listening and learning. Um, but again, like it's all about getting the right structure in place. Do you have the right? the right mission, the right set of values, the right culture. Do you know who you are as an organization? Do you know the types of values you live and the character traits you're looking for? Do you have the right organizational structure? And do you bring the very best people in the world in? And do you empower them so that you get the best that they've got? You know, like Mm -hmm. there's just, that's sort of the winning formula for for startup and was sort of applying it to the team. Um, And I see no reason why it it wouldn't play out that way. When you meddle and you get involved and you get into the weeds, that's right. where I think, you know, you start to run into problems. Um, and if you disregard or don't put enough emphasis on on values and character, you can get yourself in trouble too. 
So, you know, I think hopefully we'll have some real continuity in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We've got Coach Finch, you know, for a while. We've yeah, got Tim for a while. Thing. Yeah, we've got <laughs> Tim for a while. We've got Carl, like you said, for six mm-hmm. years, and Rudy and mm-hmm. Ant and Jaden. Hopefully will be with us for a long time. It's, it's, it's pretty cool uh, to be a part of it. So from, if we just call it organizational structure, like scale of zero to 100, how far have you moved over to like being where you want to be at 100 of this is this is what we me and alex talked about wanting to create and put in place how far along are you in that process yeah i think we're pretty far along things are moving fast uh, obviously there was some some key positions that we had and, and wanted to fill um and um i feel pretty good about where things are mm-hmm. um i think we've got we've got great great people in place um the culture is really starting to come together um and uh yeah feeling feeling really good about things what about in terms of your integration into like the the community in, in minnesota i remember when we've talked before that was an, an important thing to you and wanting to not just get to know it but kind of like build in in minnesota yep. and, and create more there how's that part going yes yeah, it's, it's going it's, i mean it's still early i think this year we're going to be dedicating a lot more time last year was a whirlwind mm-hmm. just trying to get you know our, our heads wrapped around everything but we've made a lot of NBA schedules insane, great, man. Yeah, it's, it's just goes. Met a light, a lot of great people uh, yeah. in the community, um, and we've got some some really cool plans um, to give back to the community this year coming up. So I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah. what about in terms of building something in in Minnesota? Maybe an arena? Is that what you're talking? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we've got you know a, a vision. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be. You know, one of the most admired teams in the NBA and do all the right things in terms of stuff we said around mm-hmm. culture. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, over the long term, it'd be hard to imagine being admired in that way without a new right. arena. But we don't have any set plan on mm-hmm. when that would happen. Um, but, yeah, it seems like and like, yeah, obviously, that's a, a major undertaking down into the future. But it seems like you've started to try and make tweaks and, and changes. I've just I mean, I've been here for a while and, and, and seen what Target Center was like. I know that's not all exclusively you as you have a whole team and organization that's putting it together, but it does feel like Target Center is evolving. The fan base is evolving and, and it changed. And I mean, I guess part of you goes, okay, you got Anthony Edwards, you got it, you got a better team, you got a better, you know, you're a good Start coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I feel like there's a lot that, you know, that's behind the veil too, that, that we don't see. And I would imagine that's something that you and Alex are pretty intimately involved with as well. Absolutely. I was a big, I mean, also we hired Marquise Watts, mm-hmm. chief experience officer. I think, you know, uh, you know, he was my basketball coach in high school. I heard this. That's right. <laughs> That's I promise you. It's weirder for me. That is, <laughs> that is insane. I know. That's crazy. crazy. Great That's guy. Crazy. You really know. I, I love Marquise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think, you know, he's, he's starting to like really start making an impact and hopefully we'll see a lot more from him, but you know, to have somebody of, of Marquise's caliber focused on the mm-hmm. experience, player you know fan just the whole the whole brand of the, of the timberwolves i think is is really going to be impactful over time it's not something that happens overnight but mm-hmm. we're excited about that i've always felt like i mean i'm a big believer and fan of a person of like the minnesota basketball community and i feel like the timberwolves haven't fully like <clears throat> taken that on and and embraced it and it, it's it's kind of a hard thing to like paint a picture of or, or what that is but I guess that's experience and it's getting people in Minnesota who do love basketball to not just 
you know, I, I was joked that back when they, the Wolves were bad, it was like people didn't go to the, they didn't go to Wolves games because they were embarrassed. Like they would watch at home by themselves. Yeah. And now it, it totally changed. Yeah, no, there's a sense Last of pride year. for sure. And I think it, you know, if you want to change the narrative, it's not just one thing you do. It's mm. a series of moves that right. make sense to people that give them hope. And hopefully that's what we're starting to do. And you're starting right. to see as a fans that um, we're, we're, we're making smart moves. We're not uh, overcorrecting. Sure. Uh, we're not just moving people out to move them out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really important. The continuity is important, but you want to also have continuity, create a culture, you know, ele- elevate the, the caliber of people in the organization. Mm-hmm. And, and that's always sometimes a tough thing to do, you know, to keep continuity, but also elevate the talent. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we're, we're sort of. It seems like it has been like a fairly similar application process to what you've done in your other businesses. Yeah. Like you, you came out right away and you were saying, you know, I'm going to apply X, Y, and Z that I've applied at every other stop that I've been at. And I was kind of like, initially, I'm like, well, you know, it's the business world and the sports, like, do those work? But it, that does yes, seem like what you've world, done. In both yeah. cases, it That's comes true. down to people. And so, you know, I often talk about VCP, vision, capital, people. Mm-hmm. I think if you get to all those things, all three of those things, right, magical things happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the vision certainly takes time to craft and, and, and think about who you really want to be and the strategy to back that up, the org structure and stuff. But the hardest part and the part that people most often get wrong is the people part. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just start hiring and firing people. You, you need to know um, the type of culture you want to create. What are your values? What do you stand for? Mm-hmm. And what are the character traits that you want in the people that exist in your organization? And you have to know that first. So when you start recruiting or get bringing people in, you're bringing people that fit that mold and you know we're going to be a good culture fit. Um, and if how, you don't how do, do you, that work first. But how do you know what the mold is? Is it, is it, a, is it an in-person, like we're, we're talking like this and you're, you're, you're like to know judging a, a person? person? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like to yeah. bring someone in. Yeah, that's like I mean, Marquise. Like you didn't know yeah. Marquise before you No, I mean, I, that's hopefully what, you know, um, you know, 20 years of, of entrepreneurship yeah, experience right. and hiring, you know, thousands of people mm-hmm. um you start to you know have pattern recognition you know how to interview people and ask questions to right. to sort of get at what their their core values are and what their character traits really are and sometimes it's hard because in a one-hour interview or multiple interviews and stuff people don't share their, their true self right. so how do you how do you break the walls down and see I'm, that? i've never shown my true yeah. self at in an interview <laughs> <laughs> either have i <laughs> <laughs> um all right we'll leave you with uh what are you just most excited about for this year like what, when you're like, okay, 2022, 23 Timberwolves. Yeah. What, what is that? No, I'm, I'm excited to, to continue the momentum from last year. I think we've got considerably better. Um, I think the, the team's starting to, to really gel. I think the front office is gelling, the ownership's gelling, like mm-hmm. everything's starting to come together. And I think we've got a real shot this year. You know, I really do. And so like it's a, exciting. like a shot shot. Like I a, think we got a shot shot. Okay. I do. I do. Yeah. I think we're going to surprise people. Mm-hmm. I think, Rudy's impact on 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 Cat and and D'Lo, um, and Ant. I mean, on everyone. Everyone's gonna better. We won forty six games last year, and suddenly you add a uh, three time All Defensive, you know, right. All NBA guy. Do you, do you realize how insane it will be if maybe not this year, but if it, <laughs> at some point the Minnesota Timberwolves like like to, in all seriousness, like two people from Minnesota, if 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 the Timberwolves honestly ever win a championship, like. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Like I said, you get the inputs right. You can't control all the outputs, and there's definitely 
a bit of luck associated with with going all the way. But if you every year you're in the mix, mm-hmm. I think I think it'll happen. You know, I really do. I really think it's going to happen. Hey man, I'm don't I'm know about when it. I'm about but... it. <laughs> Let's make it happen. All right, all right Mark. Well, it. I appreciate you coming on. I'll uh, I'll see you at the championship parade in about nine months all right <laughs> thanks Danny. all right he's, he's mark laurie i'm dane moore uh be back to talk to you more for the rest of summer league with what's going on here and thank you again to mark laurie for, for coming on i'll i'm sure i'll see you around this week absolutely all right until then he's mark right. i'm dane right. peace out how i'm feeling man i hope it never stop yeah green and hot so you can find me in the crowd yeah yeah don't let standards ever ever bring you down yeah hope you dancing like nobody else around yeah. it's happening daily We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com